obstacles. All right. So uh, welcome to another edition of our um, uh, podcast where we explore um, Oahu and all the cool things that are in our backyard. And um, I'm your host. My name is Matt Lurie. I'm a grad student in the botany department at the University of Hawaii. And as always, I'm uh, pleased to introduce my two co-hosts along with me today. We have Danielle Froelich and Josh Atwood. And tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Hi, I'm Danielle, and I work at Bishop Museum. I'm a botanist. Hi, I'm Josh, and I work for the state. I do conservation work. All right. Thanks, guys. So um, on today's episode, we, uh, we're going to talk about two things. This is our Plantation Village and Luau episode. And the first thing we're going to talk about is a trip that we took to Plantation Village um, uh, last weekend, which was really fun that I did with... Um, Danielle and Josh. And then to help us talk about Plantation Village, we have a special guest. We have Josh's wife, Nikki Atwood, who had some relatives that are great-grandparents that worked on um, plantations back in the day. So she'll hopefully be able to fill us in on some cool historical info. And uh, Nikki, what do you do? Say hello and what do you do? Hi, I'm Nikki and I'm an educational specialist at the University of Hawaii. Wonderful. Thanks, thanks for being here. All right, so I think let's go ahead and get started talking about Plantation Village. So we, we got in our cart, and this was a part of the island that none of us had really been to. So um, this is in Waipahu, right? Yes, I had been to Waipahu a lot because oh, I, I did a lot of surveying in Waipahu, okay. and I felt like the surveys lasted forever. Yeah. Um, but so Waipahu is a, a not frequently visited part of the island. It's pretty dry. It's kind of the middle of the island where there used to be a lot of, um, well, a lot of plantations. And um, so it's got a lot of history with plantations, and actually one of the last plantations on Oahu was in Waipahu. So it was appropriate that they started this plantation village, which is basically, uh, it's set up, I think, mostly as an educational center. It's not really very tourist-oriented. It's more kind of geared towards tour groups, well, towards, um, I should say, school groups, and um, just, you know, to give people a a taste of what it must have been like back in plantation days. Yeah, so the the facility itself, it's like, you know, there's some taro fields, and then there's some other, uh, uh, I, I don't know how big it is, but there's a little bit of other farmland, and then what they've done on the property is they have some replica buildings um, from different periods in, in the plantation. And, and, and then we, we actually did a tour um, through these, these buildings, which was kind of like a tour through, um, it was, you know, chronological time, which was, which was, it was pretty cool. Although and, some of them were not um, just replicas. They were like, they had oh. been deconstructed at their original site, and then rebuilt at Plantation Village. So some of them were legit historical. Well, I have to set the scene. So we start off. We start off on the tour, and I don't remember our our tour guide was Fran. A, Fran, Fran was a lovely, very <laughs> excited lady to give us a tour about she Plantation was lovely. Village. I was enamored with Fran. <laughs> I thought she was just. She was so sweet. Like a history fairy. She's like a little history fairy. She's just flitted about. With, like, this very high voice and, like, very obviously very excited about what she was doing. So I liked Fran 
Lots. And so we start off the tour, you're at the visitor center, you pull in, you're at the visitor center, and the, um, our, our tour guide takes us through, she's like, what was it called? I was the so time. excited. The oh, the time, time tunnel. tunnel. Yes. So you go through like, a t- it's like a sewer pipe. <laughs> it goes like under, like, I'm, I'm exaggerating, a, except that's actually what no, it was. It's a corrugated <laughs> metal pipe that goes <laughs> under the driveway. Yeah. And then you go, that brings you from the visitor center into the plantation village itself. And although that's cheesy, I actually thought it was kind of a neat way to start because yeah. she shows you a couple of like memorial things on um, the present side of the time tunnel, and then she's kind of like, "When we go through this, we'll be in the past. Come, everybody, come through the time tunnel." Come, yeah, come, it's a very come. exciting way to start. Yeah, and we so we weren't the only people on the tour. That we were probably in a tour of about um, 10, 10. 10 or so people, families, and all. Uh, pretty much everybody we were who was with us was not from Hawaii. I think we were the only folks who were at least live live on the island. Um, so what so what sorts of things I'm gonna ask you guys, what sorts of things did we learn about? What were some of the favorite parts of the tour that we had? Well, I just loved that she was full of like stories and little tidbits and stuff. So like I liked how she would show you like I liked when we looked at the Portuguese oven and she was like, you know, imagine that you're, you know, making all this bread for people and you have all this bread that doesn't rise well. What are you going to do with it? And you're just like, well, I don't know. (laughs) Throw it in the trash. She's like, no. So what they did is they would take these like unrisen breads and they would wrap or roll them up in sugar and give it to the little kids. And then she'd, like, sort of lead you through the thought process, and then she'd be like, so, you know, in Portuguese, bad means, or mala means bread, or bad, sorry, (laughs) and sada means dough, and, like, she just kind of walked you through it, and you're like, oh, wait, I know what that is. Yeah. That's a mala sada. So, like, that's the origin of the mala sada was, was, like, bad bread that was unrisen and stuff. Well, and so what we learned... So that was at the port, uh, the Portuguese section. But what the way that they presented the tour to us was, we started off with the first group of workers that would work on the, the sugarcane plantations. And I can't, I, I've already forgotten the order, but oh, Chinese I have it right here. So um, starting in the late 1800s um, through the mid 1900s, um, it was first the Chinese, then the Portuguese, then Puerto Ricans, then Japanese, then Koreans, and then Filipino. Okay. So there are very um, distinct time periods where one of those cultures was, um, you know, their numbers were increasing in Hawaii, and so there was more of that culture prevalent here, and it kind of shaped how um, the different cultures in Hawaii fit together. So maybe this is a good segue to ask Nikki of, if she can relay some information about some of um, her experiences or th- some things her relatives had told her about that time period. Sure. So um, both of my sets of great-grandparents on my mom's side of the family, both of the men came from Japan. And the idea was that they were only going to work on the plantations for a short period of time make a lot of money, and then go back to Japan as wealthier men than they had left. Unfortunately, it did not turn out that way, but that's okay, because I wouldn't be here today if it had turned out. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. One of the things we learned there was that 
um, when they were recruiting people to come work on the plantations, they said that they would pay them $3 a month cash. Well, $3 a month, and the people thought it was cash. They didn't learn until they got to Hawaii that they weren't being paid in cash, but they were being paid in scrip. Um, that they oh, could what was it use. called, though? It had a name. I think she said scrip, like a token no, that you could like use at the plantation Bongo store. or bango or something? Banjo. Bango. Bango. Yeah, like oh, that. okay. They were like those metal tokens, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Well, because originally they were paid in scrip. But then um, she's like, well, you know, the Chinese people are very good at, you know, at um, scripts, you know, like doing uh, like script art, hmm. right? And so they figured out how to, to replicate the scripts when they were on paper. And so that's why they made those bango. Bango, yeah. We, clearly we need to look this up. It was a funny word that started with a B. <laughs> that are actually made out of metal and are much harder to, to replicate. So anyway, you could not make money and save it um, and then send it back to your relatives because it's not good outside of the plantation system. So is that why um, it didn't quite work out for your family the way they had hoped financially? I'm not sure. We never, my, my mom never told me anything about that. I do know that they lived, their, their quality of life was not very great. My grandmother told me stories of growing up and having like ketchup and rice for a meal or oh, like, sounds like college. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, a piece of bread with some condensed milk on it and that would be breakfast. So they definitely did not eat very well at all. And I know my grandfather would tell me stories about parents having to go work in the field so they would just leave their kids around and the kids would get up to no good and he told me a story about how there was this local I guess kind of like a reservoir like this big pool of water and all of the young boys would swim in it but nobody actually knew how to swim so people would drown there a lot it was actually really sad so I guess <laughs> <laughs> sorry no, no, I'm, not, I'm not laughing at the death of, of human beings it's just kind of a fun topic to bring up well, it, it relates to kind of the poor, the poor quality of, of life on the plantations. But I know that both of my grandparents, um, both of my great-grandfathers, couldn't find wives, I guess, in Hawaii. So both of my great-grandmothers were picture brides, and they were recruited to um, come, yeah, not knowing right. that... Well, I think one of them knew that she was living on a plantation, but she thought that... She thought that her husband was going to be like the manager of the plantation. Uh, this this he, is like this is like eHarmony like before eHarmony. Yes, greatly inflated. Yeah, oh, really important dude. Here's my photo. Here's my photo. I run a plantation, and she showed up, and he was like, "Just kidding. I work in the field. Now you're here. Can't go home. Let's have kids." So, I think I think it was not an ideal life. I heard it was a hard life. But, you know, a lot of, all those waves of immigrants gradually got assimilated into Hawaii, and most of them ended up staying here, and that's why we have such a diverse culture today. Wow, that is a really good, like, tie-up. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to Plantation Village? I went once when we were living on the mainland, and my mom brought me back, and she thought it would be cool to go. I think I was, like, eight. I don't really remember very much about it, but yeah. I remember thinking it was neat. Yeah. So in terms of it, 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 it's, it was really interesting because I, 
I was not expecting that much of a tour. I was literally picking like 45 minutes, uh, maybe an hour tops, and it turned into a much like for me it was it was it was at least two hour tour, which for me was a little too long. I was I was I feel bad, but I was losing interest. Um, Danielle, on the other hand, thought this was like the coolest thing <laughs> in the entire world. And we're like, I'm well, like outside like checking boats. my phone. And yeah, they would do these like, who knows, uh, who can guess this answer? And then our tour guide would give us um, like a can of soda. And Danielle got like five sodas. <laughs> yeah. I kept looking <laughs> around like, uh, waiting for somebody else to answer. And so I like, the Lisa Simpson in there would be like, me, me, it was good. We all awesome. got a free soda out of yep, it. Because... I love yes. you all a soda. You're yeah. welcome. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Now, um, what was the what was the coolest part for you guys of the tour? Well, the coolest part was the guide. Like, if okay. it wasn't for her um, enthusiasm, walking around amongst a bunch of houses might not have been as interesting. But she was just really into it, and I. I think her mother had actually grown up on the plantation, so she had some personal yeah. like, history there, too. And she was just really sweet, and, she, like, whenever I asked a question about, like, you know, the fruit or whatever that was growing around, she was like, oh, yes, this is blah, blah, blah. And, like, she gave me a fruit, and, like, she was just very, like, accommodating and, and interested and enthusiastic. So my favorite part was definitely Fran. Danielle loved this tour. I <laughs> was you can't really tell. into it. Favorite <laughs> activity. Yeah. Josh, did you, you, you have a favorite part? Um, I just liked the random trivia facts throughout the tour. Mm-hmm. So one of them that I really liked was um, when we were in the Japanese section. She was talking about um, the musubi that they would put in lunch. So a little um, oh, ball yeah. of white rice, and then there'd be an ume, this red pickled plum in the middle. And supposedly they did that because when you bit into it, it would look like the Japanese flag. So it's white with a red circle in the middle. So yeah, that, that was, was like cool. an. None of us were like, we're all what? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the other thing I thought was interesting in the Chinese section, I learned that the Chinese name for Hawaii is um, translated into English as Sandalwood Mountains, because at the time there was tons of sandalwood in Hawaii. Yeah, and, and one of my favorite parts, I really thought it was cool. I did like that they did it, and you go through these houses in chronological order, and they had, you know, like, I, I don't know, like, I like to cook, so it was cool to see all, like, the kitchen stuff through through time, and, uh, and just seeing how the bedrooms were and, and things, and I thought that, like, that, that was probably my favorite part, is just kind of seeing the actual houses, whether they were replicas or actual houses themselves, that was, that was definitely one. I thought the religion side of it was really interesting, too. Um, there was a Shinto temple there. Yeah. But other than that, most of the different um, eras that you walk through, they would talk about how um, a lot of the people were Christian before they came to Hawaii, because I guess there were um, Christian missionary companies in Asia that were maybe helping to recruit people for the plantations. So you had all of these cultures coming, but they brought with them... You know, um, they already had um, Catholic beliefs or what have you. So in a lot of the houses we would go to, there would be, like, 
a Japanese tea set and a photo of Jesus over it. Or in the Portuguese um, hut, there was um, like some Catholic, um, like a photo or a painting of um, Mary or something like that. So it was just interesting to see, you know, these very um, diverse cultures, but there was this constant theme of Christianity running through them, which you might not expect. So would you guys recommend, would you guys recommend it? Um, yes. Yes, I would. I, I think I would recommend it more for people who had um, been to Hawaii a few times already. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents, for instance, would probably really like this place because they've seen, like, you know, they've been to Hanama Bay, they've been to the North Shore, they've seen the big featured attractions, but I think now they would be really interested in learning a little bit more of, like, the deeper culture and history of place. So I would recommend it to people who kind of had a little bit of background into Hawaii, whether they live here or are visiting. Agreed. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it, but I wouldn't say if it's your first time in Hawaii, like, you know, run out to a plantation village. But if you've been a couple of times, you're just interested in the history, then it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like a real fancy... Uh, you know, tourist trap or anything. It is, you know, it, it is definitely made for people who are interested in, in learning about the culture and the history. So that was pretty cool. So it sounds like we're all uh, we're all thumbs up on thumbs Plantation up. Village. Thumbs up. All and right. you can um, see a different part of the islands than you would usually see. Yeah. Go to Superette. Yeah. yeah yes. Waipahu is not a touristy it's... section of the island no. either. And so that was, that was, Part of what made this kind of neat and exciting it's you know exploring our backyard and these are places you drive by them on the freeway and you don't know kind of what's just tucked just off the you know off the on, on, off ramp so i thought that was pretty cool getting to another place cool. yeah uh what else anything else we should talk about with uh hawaii plantation village maybe the acronym <laughs> so there actually there's two there's two things we need to talk about. <laughs> there's two things we need to talk about. The first is that they give you a sticker which has the acronym or which is just HPV. It says Hawaii Plantation <laughs> Village, but then they translate it into an acronym for you in case you didn't notice that it is HPV. Human pamploma virus or whatever it's yeah. called. <laughs> like here, you're you're infected. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of, you get these stickers, that was kind of funny. And then I, I just, we, just because it was so funny, at the end, like, I, the end of the tour was kind of weird, but you, at the end of the tour, we ended up in this general store, which is like, it was just the store Super for right. a, a soup, but at the end of the, at the end of the tour, right? Yeah. And, you know, it had some, some, you know, things from uh, 50 years ago or something in there, but our tour guide thought, the whole point of going in there was to give us this, what they called this buzzsaw game, which I'm going to describe as basically, it's a string with a bottle cap on it. Yeah, it's got and uh, this, strings, this, yeah, threaded through the bottle cap. And our tour guide thought this was, you know, she wanted to make sure that all of us got one of these, and she told us how the kids made these, and they were really exciting. Now, there was just, 
Danielle picked it up and thought it was like the coolest thing ever. I totally won at Plantation Life in general. I was winning all over that place. I should have just moved there. Yeah. And then like I pick, I can't get it to my strings broken. I can't get it to work. And I was just like. Yeah, I was definitely born in the wrong era. I was meant to be living on a plantation, working the cane. Yeah, working the cane. I had two more interesting facts to share from our tour. Yeah. Um, the first being, I've heard this is disputed, but she says that the shaka symbol um, oh, came yeah. from a plantation worker who lost his three middle fingers in an accident. And so when he would wave to people, it would be just his thumb and pinky. And so that's the origin of the shaka. The other interesting fact was the origin of soy sauce or shoyu. According to her, this was in, what, the Korean house, I think? She showed us these, uh, they were like little bricks hanging from this, like, uh, wire hanger. And they were supposed to represent blocks of um, mashed up soybeans that would be squeezed until hard, salted, then hung up to dry in the sun. And then when they would get black with mold... The people would scrape the mold off, put more salt on it, then stick it into a closed pot and let it ferment until it turned into a black liquid. And that was soy sauce, and you would put it on food and eat it. Yum! <laughs> Yum. I know, we were all, like, grossed out by the mold. Part there. It was like, what? <laughs> and that was, like, one of the trivia questions. And the whole time, like, you know, I'm sitting there going, what? What is that, that horrible thing? And then I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, we eat that still. Yeah. Well, I don't think, I don't I actually don't know how soy sauce is made nowadays. Maybe that would be our, there is a soy sauce factory on the island. Maybe that's one of our is next. There? Oh, is that a little show? show? That's maybe one of our new, next. Um, Danielle is so, you should see her face. She's so excited right now. I soy really sauce factory! <laughs> <laughs> they have the best soy sauce too, Aloha Show You. Yep. There you go. <laughs> this Perfect. podcast was sponsored by <laughs> Aloha Show You. The best show you. <laughs> cool. Alright, is there anything else we want to talk about about Plantation Village? Nope. Nope. Alright. Yeah, all thumbs up around the room. So, um, our next topic is. Uh, luau's in Hawaii, and I, you know we've all lived here for several years, and I had never been to uh, a luau, and I had an opportunity to go with um, my girlfriend and her family this week, and um, it was it was definitely quite an experience. And um, so, just a description of what a luau is, if you're not familiar with it, it is at least um, I guess historically it comes from. Uh, it comes from just a big gathering. Uh, a group of people would meet either for celebration, and then there would be uh, there would be a big feast, and that was kind of in in Hawaiian culture. Um, that's what a luau was, and there were certain foods that were associated with that. And then now a luau um, is very much a touristy is very much a touristy thing, and there are several type there are several luau companies that that do luaus on the island, and usually what's involved is. At minimum, it's it's um, uh, sort of a, a, a big dinner um, with certain uh, Hawaiian, like sometimes Hawaiian foods, and then a big show. And so I had an opportunity to go on um, 
uh, a luau at Paradise Cove, which is on the which is on the west side. And I will definitely say, I had my expectations were that it was going to be touristy, which it was, <laughs> and that I actually, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know how. I really didn't know what to expect. I mean, because I, you know, sometimes we we sort of snub our nose at, at touristy things, but I think it's okay to like. Um, Danielle said earlier, it's okay to be a tourist in your own... I like being a tourist yeah. in my own town. Sometimes you learn about like stuff that you would not normally even go to because you're like, oh, too touristy. Yeah. So. And so this, the luau I went to was, was actually kind of cool. I, I, like, I totally would recommend it for tourists who are coming into town, like your first time coming to Hawaii. And... They, you get there and they have activity. They have Which all these was it? Uh, the Paradise Cove one. Okay, sorry. So they have all these activities like you know lay making and they you know these guys without their shirts on like give people like Hawaiian tattoos. You can't see me doing my my like, quotation Funny ears. <laughs> uh, and they and they had some like games and things and everybody was having a good time. There was probably I mean up you know uh, several hundred people at this. Um, luau, and then you go, and they had buried, uh, or they had done an emu, which is a way of cooking a pig in the ground earlier in the day, and, and somebody, an MC comes on stage and tells you about that, and they pull the pig out, and there's some hula when they're doing that, and you have the dinner, and and then there's a show at the end, which is actually what I thought was probably the best part, where there was hula dancing and Tahitian dancing, and there was like a, you know, there was a Maori haka, and just, but it, you know, I, I don't know. I, so I thought I thought it was definitely a cool thing for for tourists. Um, what, what do you guys think? You guys. Uh, Last time been... I was at a touristy luau was when I was about like probably six years old, and I went to the coconut palms on Kauai. Yeah. And it was I think it was coconut palms. I'm sure my mom and dad know, but. Um, yeah, it was amazing. It blew my mind. It was just like a river, and there were like fire dancers, and it was like for a six-year-old, that was, you know, all I needed was fire and a river. Yes. <laughs> pretty awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I, I liked my luau, but I have not felt motivated to go to a luau in the 10 years that I've lived here. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I don't feel particularly motivated to go to another one, but uh, I've been to, I guess I've been to two. I went to the Smith Family Luau on Kauai, on the Wailua River, with my family when they were out visiting me about five years ago, and um, I also went to the Luau at the Waikoloa Hilton on the Big Island. Um, I was over there for a conference, and there were two really different experiences because on Kauai we were part of the tourist group that was, you know, we were over there on vacation doing fun stuff. When I went over for um, the conference, I was with uh, mostly people who live in Hawaii. A lot of people are actually from here. But then um, those were the conference attendees. And then, of course, there were tourists at the hotel as well. So the one I went to on Kauai, I mean, it was cheesy. It was, you know, same sort of thing yeah. you described. Um, they do the emu and a little bit of, like, uh, oli to start, which is nice. But yeah. then they get into, like, the Elvis music and the yeah. free Mai Tais. Yeah. And that weird blend of, like, Polynesian, but then, like, 1950s Waikiki-style um, stuff. And then they had, like, um, various um, Polynesian dance performances at 
the end. Um, so it was interesting, but yeah, kind of cheesily done. Um, but we more or less enjoyed it because I was drunk on three Mai Tais and my family, <laughs> it was the first time they'd been in Hawaii and they were excited about it. Um, but when I went to the one in Waikoloa for the conference, um, you know, the food was good. It was really good. And then once the show started and it was this, again, a weird mixture of like 1950s crooner songs, um, and then you'd have a haka, and then someone would come out and do an Elvis song. And it was interesting because the people that I work with, um, who are from Hawaii, a lot of them just got up and left. And I don't think that they were like angry necessarily, but they were just like, this is weird and totally unnecessary. I'm going to go. Um, but the people who were there on vacation were like, this is fantastic. This is what I expected in Hawaii. So two very different experiences. Well, I think the history of the the luau itself is that, you know, and I, 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 Wikipedia it <laughs> a little earlier, and basically, you know, during the the uh, like at, like post World War II, companies started realizing that this that tourists like this type of entertainment, and that's like that's when the luau's got big, and that's why we have these kickbacks to like you know these these certain drinks and the mai tai and the blue Hawaiian and and sort of the kitschy. Um, Hawaiiana, um, you know, like tablecloths and things, and that's you know they're doing it the same way that they did it fifty years ago when it got popular, and that's like what that's something very iconic. People who are not from Hawaii, that's what's in their mind when they think of Hawaii. I mean, it's sort of a maybe a bigger discussion, but I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah that's why we went to the one on Kauai, because my mom had never been here before, and, you know, that's very much what she pictured. I'm going to go to Hawaii, so I'm going to go on a luau. And I think she liked it. The rest of us did not like it very much, and so originally we were all going to, like, chip in and get our own tickets, and we were like, this was not our thing. And my mom was like, well, I'll just pay for everybody's tickets, because I feel bad I made you go to that, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it should be said that people have luau, like, at their house or, like, whatever. That's, mm-hmm. like, yeah, something that's, it's not just, like, something that happened back then and, and it was now like it's for tourists. It's like the it's baby like, luau. Yeah. First luau, yeah. first birthday, first stuff birthday like luau. And, like, there's, you know, people who have luau for, like, the Super Bowl or, you know, like, yeah. it's, like, a chance to share a really big harvest. Yeah. So. Just eat a lot of food. Just eat a whole lot of food. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I so I don't know. I I had a really good time, and I I would recommend it. The nice, I mean, the really so it runs. A, it depends on what company you go through. But I think if you're coming from the mainland, it runs anywhere from eighty to over a hundred dollars or something. But since we live here, we get we get the. And don't care about it. Right, we get the <laughs> love. We get a discount rate, which I think the discount rate for the one that we went to was on the order of exactly fifty dollars or something. So for like a dinner and a show, it's not that bad for at, at that price, which is kind of like dinner and a show. Like there aren't that many around anymore. You know, they're used to. I don't know. I when I was a kid, we went to. Like medieval times. Dinner and a show. Yeah, you go to dinner. <laughs> like I, I should should I should be more than just dinner. There should be people coming in and entertaining me. You know. <laughs> you want to be eating your turkey leg and have a rented like a medieval yes. guy go like Jousting. charging. There should horses. be jousting at more of my meals. Yeah. Okay. 
So anything, and we also was the white. Uh, there was like another. There was like a western one, Wild Bills or something. You know, like I don't know. You go to Vegas and they still do dinners and shows, and it's kind of a cool thing. My we grandfather like talks about it all the time. Which one? Dinner like, at a show. Society of Seven. I've never been, but this this girl at Farrington who was a senior last year sang as part of Society of Seven, and people were talking about it. And you can go there and get dinner and a show in Waikiki. That sounds like like a like a cult. <laughs> it's us, doesn't it? But I think it's just a dinner and a show us. thing. One of us. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay. Blue owls. So, pros, you know. Uh, sure. I mean, I'd go if somebody was paying for it, but I'm not going to just go to a touristy luau yeah. for fun. I bet you you would. <laughs> if somebody else is paying for it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If if it's your thing, then great. And if it's not, have somebody else pay for it. Because at least you'll <laughs> eat some good pork. You'll get some good snacks. Yep. Exactly. I don't know. The show and was the show. good. The show was good. I'm not going to say the show wasn't good. Um, although it doesn't, you know, it wasn't necessarily like super, um, you know. I, I don't think you learn a lot about Hawaiian culture by going to a luau. You know, they had some hula. Um, and there's Tahitian dancing and Samoan fire dancing and you know, it's it's very you much a touristy. Out of it like it's 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 it's, it's no plantation village. I think we should say <laughs> right off the bat. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I had a really good time. So, um, interesting fact: they do not perform the Hawaiian haka at these events because um, nobody remembers the Hawaiian haka. Um, when the what Josh tell us what a haka is? A haka is a. Um, cultural dance that you would do to maybe intimidate another group. Um, it's kind of like a uh, very aggressive dance, I guess is a way of putting it. <laughs> yes. Like you go into a club. <laughs> yeah, like, like West Side Story. Right. 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 West Side Story where they're dancing at each other. That's not true. Um, people are going to... No, it's... Uh, <laughs> so the Maori haka is the one that most people are familiar with nowadays, and they start off rugby games by doing it to um, intimidate the other team physically because you really get in their face and yell a lot. So um, Hawaiians had their own haka, um, separate from the Maori haka, but when the Christian missionaries were in power in Hawaii um, and they outlawed a lot of cultural practices that was one that could no longer be practiced. And so enough time went by, a generation passed without this being um, passed on, and now nobody remembers the Hawaiian haka. So when they have things like luau, or even in the Christmas parade in Waikiki last year, there were a bunch of high school students from one of the schools on Oahu, and they were doing a haka, but it's the Maori haka. Cool fact. That's what this I'm podcast like, is all about. <laughs> cool facts. So does anybody else have anything they want to add? Nope. No, we're nope. good. Okay. So um, thanks, everyone, for another awesome podcast. Thank you, Nikki, for being our special guest. And we will see everyone and talk to everyone on our next episode. Bye. 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 Have a good night. <laughs>